With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Well, we're back for episode seven of Round the Boards, uh, the new podcast brought to you by myself, Nathan Bunton, and my guests, as always, Kane Watt and Rob Ludlow. How are we doing today, guys? Yeah, really good, mate. Really good. Um, yeah, really, really good. Uh, enjoying doing these every week, to be fair. It's, it's good. Yeah, it's good to be back. Me too. <laughs> what's what's the rain up like up north then? I don't know. I haven't been outside. <laughs> it's always mis- it's always grim up north, but talking to him is always Kane. I take it, mate. He's gone quiet. I'm yeah, here. He's gone quiet. I'm here. I'm I'm sorry. I was looking at files. One one day we will stop picking on you, Kane. But so... I don't believe it. <laughs> This week, um, we, we've got the opportunity to actually, um, an exciting part of the season now where the, the figure, figuratively speaking, the talking stops, although we don't want the talking to stop, and the action begins as we uh, preview three meetings, which will be happening this week before we come back on air next week. We've got um, the season opener on Saturday, which is uh, Josh Orty's testimonial. Uh, we've got Louis Kerr's testimonial on Sunday evening, um, and uh, as an extra special, Louis will be joining us for an interview tomorrow evening. Um, and then we've also got the Peter Craven Memorial uh, next Monday, which uh, I believe you're going to, Rob. So that'll be a first meeting of the season for the podcast. Yes, yeah, I am going. Yeah, I'm going. With me, and the, me and the family are heading up there for that one, and the the lineup looks well. It looks as good as it gets, really. Um, outside of the Grand Prix or European Championships, it looks as good as it gets. So it should be should be fun. Yeah, it certainly does, and um, we'll we'll touch on the Peter Craven Memorial a little bit later on in the show um, to begin with, as always, and as we get to this point of the season, we can begin with the news that has come out this week, and there's quite a few news articles this week as, as we're awaiting teams to finish their lineups for this season, and um, I'm hoping next week, fingers crossed, we'll be able to predict at least one of the leagues. Um, we've still got some gaps to fill, but... Uh, just going to begin with uh, something we touched on last week and confirmation that Dan Bewley, uh, that is Bewley, uh, and Jack Older uh, are per- permanent members of the Grand Prix this season. So 
although we we pretty much surmised that they would be there, um, official confirmation has come through. So, Kane, I'll start with you. Um, obviously, someone who's uh, seen a little bit of Dan Bewley. What are your thoughts um, on them two joining the series this year? Uh, I, th- I think they're good additions to the uh, competition. Uh, obviously, I, it's never going to be a like-for-like replacement with Ligurta and Saifudin dropping out, but out of the riders that were on offer, uh, both of them well-deserved, but I still do back up the fact that last, uh, last in the last weeks that they won't. I don't think we'll see them at full swing because they haven't had the full um, time to get What's the word? Set up for it because they're what yeah. they a month rather than six, which isn't ideal. But I think we'll still see a few signs of uh, what they're really made of. Obviously, Holder's had the GP appearances before to run. Dealey was in the European Championship, so they know what they've got to do. Yeah, yeah, can't wait. And and Rob, your thoughts. Yeah, I think it's as I, I think they're as good replacements as you as you were likely to get. Um, they're not obviously they're no replacement for a world champion and someone that I actually tipped uh, when we stir first started doing this to be the world champion. So my my tip's gone out the window already. Um, yeah, I think I think they'll both do okay, but I, I don't think either of them trouble the top six. But I think Jack Holder may do a little bit better than Beauty. But um, yeah, they're both exciting riders, and I think it, they're, they're as good an addition as you can get. Uh, short at uh, such short notice, so yeah, I'm I'm excited by both of them. Yeah, I have to agree with you, Rob. Um, it's, it's very short notice for them, and uh, it's going to be difficult for them in the debut season to to, to break into the top six. Um, obviously, it'll be difficult for them to get wildcard picks, and I think Dan Butte, I think actually, to be fair, Holder and Beauty are both affected by this. The fact that the Britain and Australia have already got two Grand Prix riders there. Um, if Holder performs well, then there, there could be a fear for Doyle and Frick. And I suppose you could say the same for, for Woffington and Lambert if Bewley, um hits the ground running. So, uh, depending on what happens in the future, um, to see Laguta and Savutinov come back could be difficult to see. I can't imagine three Australians and three Brits in the Grand Prix series next season, put it that way. Yeah, it makes it a lot more exciting to see you actually get some spots at the end of the year, but I mean, I stand by what I said in the preview. I think Holder should have been there but instead of Doyle. But, you know, I'm sure Rob doesn't agree. Yeah, you're probably talking a bit of dribble there. but Yeah, I'm I, used to I, it. I'll let you off this week, yeah. to be honest. Um, I think I, uh, if, for all six of them to be in it next season, I think they'd all, I think they'd have to be one to six. Um, but, I, well, that's not going to happen. Yeah, you're missing. I think Sparta's is going to be somewhere in the top six, if not the winner. So... Um, yeah, I would suggest that all six of them would need to make the top six for them all to be in it again. Um, it it is think... good to see that we do have um, that there's riders actually fighting for the spot. Whereas the last few years it has been, you know, the same few riders getting in, and you know, if when they drop out, you just know they're going to get the pick back in because there's a, like a top. I would say there's like a top ten riders in, in the world, and then there's a about another ten that just drifting in out. But you yeah. know. The last few seasons, it's been getting a lot more exciting, and you can't really predict anyone to win a, uh, one of the rounds this year. I think. Um, I, I, what I was going to touch on, I think that um, I think that there could be a bit of extra pressure on Doyle now with the third Australian. As much as I want to see Doyle do well, I think if he doesn't make the top six, he might lose out to Holder, just on having younger riders. I think I, 
just got this feeling. I think there might be a bit of extra pressure on him now because there's an extra with an extra Australian. If he wasn't to make the top six again, I don't think they pick him again. I mean, I think he will, but I'm going to go on record. I think he'll make the top six, but. The, the positive, if, if there is any positives to come out of this, I suppose Jason Doyle, looking at the fact he's elevated himself into the top six with them two missing out. Um, although I don't know why Max Frick's down the bottom here for some reason. I don't know. Um, but he's, he's, there's no, for me, um, Smarslik's one of those that looks like he's going to be hard to touch for me. Um, but then you, the exciting part of it, you've probably got six, seven, eight riders who could challenge from from second to then eighth places. So, as you as you both alluded to, an exciting series coming up. Uh, one one that I'll be looking forward to watching. Thirtieth um, of April, I believe, is the beginning of the series in Gorokan, uh, Croatia. Or, uh, what, yep. what will be an unknown track and potentially a good start for Max Frick, who I believe won a GP challenge on that track. So, um, lots to look forward to on that one. In uh, other news, uh, we also saw the BSN launch at Redcar this week. Um, I don't know what you guys made of it, and I know we've chatted briefly about it in the past. Um, I must say, from the images I've seen, very professional-looking setup, um, and, and it all looked good. The only surprising thing for me was that there was two teams missing. Um, Glasgow and Birmingham didn't have any representatives. I've asked the question. Um, I've not had a response so far. Just, it just seems strange that you would launch something like that with teams missing. Yeah, it's pretty daft, isn't it? Um, I, I, before I go too too much further, you know, I think the BSN is a great idea, and uh, as you said, the the pitch and everything it looks it's really really well done, really professional. But to only have to to, to end up missing two of the clubs, especially you know, obviously Birmingham have have had a few few issues post it since in uh, between seasons, but. Glasgow you've been sort of one of the most established championship clubs that the, the one that's uh, in terms of promoting is probably the best really um for them not to be there is just a bit just a bit strange I don't know why you would why you would hold it if you can't have all the other clubs there it's, it's yeah it's sort of one of those things that you get used to with British Speedway they they start these sort of things and then for some unknown reason things go wrong and they never seem to want to tell anyone why it's gone wrong, but it, it just yeah, it, it's pretty daft to only have to not have all the clubs there. But the job they've done with it and the BSN is a great idea. Before I slag it off too much, um, <laughs> yeah, I think it's, it's just strange why you wouldn't have all the clubs there. But yeah, yeah, um, um, uh, yeah. Sorry, go on, Ken. Okay, um, I, I do agree with Robert. It is strange to not have. I could understand Birmingham not being there with the like you said the they've only signed the. The four riders probably when it was agreed, and now they've got the uh, Pearson and Vissin. But um, yeah, not having Glasgow, it's like having some launch day in the Premier League and not bringing someone like Man United. You know, they are arguably one of the top clubs in the league. Is obviously they haven't won it, but like Man United, um, <laughs> they're always there. They're about like last season they were second place. You know, they've always been second place to the Empire as well, but and then. Um, I'm not saying I have a problem with it being at Redcar either, but I thought Pool should have been a bit hard done by because even they're the champions. I thought it would make sense to do it there. Maybe they looked at it and it just wasn't an option. But you know, Redcar Red is a really good track. The professional people that run it, and I think it is one of the top clubs in the league as well. But I, I, I do agree that the BSN is a great thing for the sport, and hopefully it keeps going and goes on what it is. 
I'm just looking at some of the promo stuff from the uh, British Speedway Network and some of the interviews that have come through. Um, I'm not sure if this was on the day itself, but um, there seems to be a couple of riders from each club uh, represented, and, and Craig Cook was actually there, but I'm not sure if he was there in a capacity to ride. But I was just browsing. Um, Have we been fed was... false news? Sorry? Have we been fed some false news? No, I don't believe so, because, I mean, everyone's in their team kits in, in the pictures that I'm seeing, and Craig Cook's got a jacket on, so I'm not actually sure that he was riding, but um, it's by the by. Um, they weren't there in the in the promo pictures, so, um, again, as you were saying, I'll bet, and I agree with you, the BSN is, is absolutely fantastic for the sport. Um, to get the championship on, on as, a, as a pay-per-view thing um, is absolutely fantastic, and as a season opener, Berwick versus Birmingham, um, obviously, our, our greatest fan, Ty Proctor, will be there riding um, as he begins his championship campaign with Berwick. But uh, for me, it's still an interesting meeting um, with Birmingham, and we'll we'll touch on their in, on their signings in a few moments. Um, but just as just as a, a warm up for that for that network, we've also got uh, Red Cow against Plymouth, Glasgow against Newcastle, and a, a big one for me is Oxford against Poole. Um, great to see Oxford back in the league and to see Paul visit them as well. It'll be good for television, that one. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I, I can't wait to try and figure out who I least want to win that meeting. <laughs> it likes nil-nil draw. Oh, oh. you can't even have a draw. Can you? Yeah. I, mm. I was going to say something there, but it's probably not fit for this uh, platform, so I'll, I'll quickly move on from that. <laughs> <laughs> um just uh, uh, we'll move on to the the Premiership now. Uh, just work our way across with the signings uh, that have come out this week, and I'm going to start at Bellevue because I want to save the best till last. Obviously, um, oh. Jai Etheridge um, being announced back at Bellevue this season. Kane surprised? Not surprised? Um, somewhat surprised. Been... Somewhat surprised. I think Jai was somewhat surprised as well. He said in an interview, but yeah. yes, I did read that. And yeah, read interest what he said as well. But, I mean, I don't think the Bellevue fans would have been expecting him back after his somewhat disappointing ending to the season. But uh, I know that Bellevue had a, a few plans to get other rides in. It's, it's just not gone their way now. But, at the end of the day, I think Etheridge will have a decent season. Um, he said he's got some new machinery. A side at reserve for Berwick as well. The legs of Harris there. You know, if, he, if there's going to be a time where he kicks on, it should be this year. And then riding at Bellevue again, it's, you know, you got Max Frick. I'm sure they know each other well, being Aussies. But, um, yeah, um, I think they could have got someone better if what they originally wanted worked out. Uh, um, yeah. But for, for you, Rob, to, looking at the side, um, I know we've had various discussions about Bellevue and we still don't know we could speculate till the cows come home about who this last person might be. But do, do you see a lot of pressure on Max Frick to perform? And potentially we're looking at Brady Kurtz as well to step up as a genuine number five to support with the makeup of the side as it is, unless they get another big hitter in there. Uh, yeah, I think there'll be, there'll be a bit of pressure on Max Frick. Um, I, not, not no pressure that I don't think he can handle. Um, I think... I, it'd be one of the top one number ones in the league. I, I, I would I would suggest probably there's more pressure on Brady Kurtz to be that backup. I think Max Frick is going to bang in the points, um, but he's going to if if Bellevue are going to do something, Brady Kurtz needs to be 
on par or you know as close to as, as close to scoring what Max Frick does as possible every week. Um, I, I would suggest that there's more pressure on Kurtz than there is on Frick. I think I think Frick's Frick's guarantee points in the in the Premiership. To be perfectly honest, I think um, yeah. I think if Kurtz can back him up, it's similar to to the sort of Doyle bachelor sort of um, thing that we had in uh, Swindon. Um, Doyle was guaranteed points. As long as Bachelor had backed him up, we'd have a good side. So I think it's a similar sort of situation with Bellevue and Max Frick and, and Brady Kurtz. But yeah, with, with Jai Average, I think it's a slightly surprising thing. I think I did see a few Bellevue fans not overly keen on that signing. Um, yeah. uh, but obviously, if there's certainly, you know, on his day, he can be quite, he can be quite, quite handy. But I, it leaves them, you've got Blodorn, Etheridge, and Brennan, which you could all, you'd also. You'd all suggest are probably reserves, and to have three of them in your team is is risky yeah, to this, say the least. This was my concern. If it, when Jai Effridge starts, I believe he'll be in, he'll, he'll be in the main body of the team. If Blodorn doesn't hit the ground running, you can see Effridge struggling in the main body of the team. And if he's going to struggle, you probably see himself replaced after a little while. Obviously, we don't want to see riders get replaced, um, but it could be a long, hard season for Jai Etheridge if he, if he doesn't start well, is, is the thought process I'm going down. I, I somewhat agree with that, but it, it does depend a lot on what Bladon does. I know that he has, he was there at the end of the last season for the Peter Craven, wasn't he? Yes. And he'll be there, for, actually he wasn't there for the pressing practice, but I'm sure he'll get some track time before the meeting begins. Yeah. Uh, the season begins, sorry. And um, yeah, you know he's a youngster. I, I wouldn't say there's much pressure on him to really score well, but I, I know they'll be expecting. Uh, they won't be expecting him to win out. He's every week. Yeah. Uh, Brennan, he's more than capable of opening his average this year. I think he'll have a big season. And then, but it does depend on what Kurtz does, like Rob said, and Charles Wright as well, and whoever the final ride will be. If they've got a strong top four, you know, they'll always be in amongst it, but. If one of them top five aren't firing and the, the bottom three haven't progressed as they'd wish, then there could be a few Tonkins for Bellevue away. Maybe even struggling at home as well because a lot of the riders do like to ride the NSS. It is arguably one of the best tracks, if not the best in the country. And then moving on to the next and probably the, the least surprising signing you're ever likely to hear is... Um, Obviously, um, we wish Peter Kilderman the best. Uh, seems a uh, recurrence of an old shoulder injury has put him out for the beginning of the season. And, and, and by all accounts, it doesn't look like it took very long to agree for Niels Christian Iverson to come back on a temporary basis for Kingsley. Um, as a Kingsley fan, um, I, I'm very excited again to see Niels back. Um, obviously, he's, he goes down as, as one of the Kingsley legends. Um but for me, it also, with the greatest respect to Peter, who's been away from the from the UK for a while, I think it makes Kingsley that little bit stronger for the cup campaign. Yeah, yeah, I, I think with uh, the Everson news is probably the least shocking news known to man really with it when it comes to Speedway news. Christian Everson rider for Kingsley is um, like water is wet, really. Um, but yeah, I think if anything, it probably does make you a little bit stronger. To be honest. I, I, um, I think it, it makes Kingsland a better side. Not necessarily. I still don't think they're a particularly great side, but it does definitely does make you a better side, possibly. 
I can't, I can't wait till we win the league, Rob, because I'm going to remind you of these conversations. I, I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure you won't. But <laughs> <laughs> and Kane, obviously, with Iverson coming back, um, takes the pressure off Josh Pickering a little bit. He would have started the season as number one, so. Neil's moving up to that number one. You expect Josh, I would expect Richard Lawson to be at five actually, so Josh Pickering can ride in that engine room, which I think will be a great benefit to him. Yeah. Um, Everson is a, you know what you're going to get with him. He knows the engine fluctuates like the back of his hand, so there's not going to be any doubts that he'll score well at home, and he knows the tracks away as well. Uh, Kilderman, he's had a few years in the Premiership, but what, it was a while ago now with Swindon. And whether we see him back, time will tell. But a situation to be reviewed in May. If I was Alex Brady, I would be really keen to keep Everson because he is going to be one of the best in the league. I'm not saying Kilburn won't if he does come back, but Everson he's tried and tested here. Never really been a major doubt for scores. And um, maybe we see Kilburn coming in for someone else if they don't particularly pull their weight. But you know. Yeah, it's it's a really good signing for Kingsley. Yeah, and then um, moving on to the the, the championship then, and, and uh, obviously Birmingham have, have looked to finalise their team plans this season. And I'll, I'll come to you, Rob, first. You probably know players this in a little bit better than well, actually, Tony used to ride at Workington, didn't he? He did indeed. Yeah, you two will probably know players this in a little bit better than what I will. Um, obviously with himself and an exciting new Australian prospect in James Pearson coming in as well. Um, I just want to touch on the James Pearson signing a little bit. I must admit he's not someone that's come across my radar recently, not until Kane, I think you mentioned him the other week. But he, he comes with a lot of pedigree, recommended names like Lee Adams, Craig Watson, um, both, well, Craig, who's had in both leagues in, the, in Britain and, and Lee Adams who's obviously one of the, the greatest riders never to win a world title but he, he comes with a lot of a lot of praise um, I don't know if you two know anything about James Pearson but if you want to touch on uh, Klaus Vissin as well Yeah I, yeah, Santa, Santa Claus was, was, was good was, was good for Swindon when he came in at the end of the, at the end <laughs> uh, um, I don't even call him that I've just I've just Rattled that off the top of my head there. That was, that was actually pretty good for you, Rob. Uh, it was pretty handy, wasn't it? It's not my normal sort of dad joke, is it? It's not bad. Um, <laughs> and I think, uh, you know, he's, yeah, he came in and did a, a, a solid job for Swindon Reserve in 2019. Obviously, the championship, i.e., last time um, when, he, when he signed for Swindon, he was on about a six, six and a half average. So I think if he, if he hits that, he's a pretty pretty handy middle order, sort of third heat leader rider in the championship. So, yeah, I, I, I liked Klaus at Swindon. He's always 100%, so uh, I hope he does well at Birmingham. And I, yeah, he, he did pretty good. I, I think I said a half-handy sign in that one. And, and Kane, obviously James Pearson, um, I, think, I think you mentioned his name to me a few a couple of weeks back, and I've never heard of the guy. Um, I've, I've since found out he was third in his state championship to qualify for a visa. Um, and, I, and I think a lot of work has been done with Bellevue and Mark Lemon to get him over to the country. How much do you know about this James Pearson? Uh, I'm not going to pretend to be his best mate, but um, I, I've heard, I heard the name. Uh, seen, I've seen that he rode in Denmark last season, I think. Uh, yes. Seemed to he hold his own. Denmark and Poland, I think. Uh, yeah, he's, he's got his contracts for Poland and Denmark next season. Um, even at the age of 16, you know, that's 
as sure as he's got the potential. I've seen someone, a few people saying he's going to be the next Darcy Ward. Uh, I don't particularly agree with those comments because I think it's too early to tell and you're putting a lot of pressure on a youngster. Hopefully it doesn't affect him and we still see him go on to be one of, like what is predicted. But yeah, it's uh, hopefully something that gets the fans flocking back to Birmingham because it's something that they desperately need after last season. Um, and Vissin as well. You know, a bit like Gavison, he's tried and tested in the leagues. You know you're going to get. Maybe not as out on number one like, but solid, solid heat leader. Uh, two really good signs for Birmingham as well. It's I'll be excited yeah. to see who they finish off with. It's a team yeah, that they've gone from really not really people talking much about that they could be pushing for the playoffs now. And it'll be, uh, and as we wait, um, obviously, I'm thinking we're, we're waiting for a Bellevue signing. We're waiting for, uh, obviously, we're now, now waiting with a, for a Plymouth signing due to Edward Kennett uh, having to really be released from Plymouth due to work commitments. Yeah. Um, Birmingham as well, obviously. Um, and then we're still waiting for one at Armadale in, in the National League. So we're not far off from completing the leagues. But I just want to touch on the Edward Kennett thing as well. A big loss for Plymouth. Um, for me, I think he would have adapted very well to that track and with the experience they had in that side, it's going to be a big loss for them. Definitely. Um, I know they, they did try to get Vissen in, I think, someone said. I, I, I Yeah, I think... Um, one Plymouth, well, this is this is this is another rumor mill. It's all speculation, been, isn't it? Yeah, that Plymouth have been gazumped in a move for Adam Ellis, and he's on his way to Birmingham. That's the latest chatter I've heard, but um, we'll wait and see if that actually materialises into anything. Yeah, I, I think Plymouth will struggle to get someone in. It's a like for like signing for Eddie Kennett, but if they find someone and they can get dialed in, it's, it's still a really good team. Um, I'm, I know there were a few people worrying that Kennett won't do as particularly good as he would away as he would at home so if they can find someone a bit more all-rounder if they can score solid home and away then maybe it'll work out and it's a blessing in disguise but until we see a name that actually is confirmed it's just speculation really yeah I mean we could we could talk about riders I think we've probably between us named 54 riders that Bellevue might sign in the next <laughs> week <laughs> So there's, there's so many. If you, if you listen to people, there's so many names knocking about that I'm not sure that anyone. I'm, I'm not even convinced that Bellevue know who they're going to sign at the moment. It, it seems like a difficult time for them. Um, but we're not far off now. A few more signings, and hopefully, fingers crossed, we can have some sort of prediction show next week. Because I'll tell you what, I'm interested to hear what your predictions for the league are. So mm. across across both uh, across all three leagues, to be honest as well, yeah. and see how close we come. But now moving on, um, we move on to previewing the, the the free fixtures that we've got this week and finally the launch of the new season. Um, and I feel it's only fair that we should start in chronological order. Um, Saturday the 19th, um, so we're looking at five days away now. Um, Josh Orty will celebrate his testimonial at Scunthorpe, um, which has been a long time coming. He's waited two years um, to have this testimonial due to the pandemic it's been put off and put off um, he's riding for Birmingham this year but he's had a couple of spells with Scunthorpe and as the club's leading all-time point scorer I'm, I'm hopeful that he, the weather stays nice for him and he has a big big day out um, I know that it was planned to have it on Good Friday but due to rider availability he couldn't have it so that's why it's been brought forward to the first meeting of the season and just looking at the lineup, guys Thoughts? I we think, can talk about 
we can we can predict winners here. We can all talk about winners and fact. I'm excited. I'm excited. Pen and paper and write this one down. Um, I mean, I think it's a it's a very competitive field. Um, there's not really a standout. Uh, I, yeah, there's no, there's no one in the in the in the lineup that I would I you'd back immediately. Like all the names are quite. They're all, all of quite a similar standard. I, I think. You know, I suppose you could look at Danny King, Chris Harris. I suppose um, Jake Allen's pretty good around Scunthorpe. So um, yeah, it's a very it's a competitive field. Um, you know, even Joshua he might win his own his own meeting, which would be either would be pretty fitting. But it's yeah, it's difficult to pick a winner right now. You might have to come back to me and um, I might yeah, put Kane on the uh, in the spotlight. To be honest. In terms of, of confirming for the for the listeners who the lineup will be, it would uh, we've got Danny King, Chris Harris, Ben Barker, Charles Wright, Jake Allen, Simon Lambert, Richard Lawson, Ryan Douglas, Jordan Palin, Carl Howarth, Josh Orty, Paul Stark, Ulrich Ostergaard, Zane Kennedy, Tiro Arneo, and Kyle Newman, with the reserves being Harry and Sam McKirk. So I'm going to push you, Kane, because I want you to pick the winner. Well. This is I a will the competition that I've just come up with. Uh, I, I'm going to win this, I'm telling you. So, uh, I'm just going to go out there and say it's going to be Jake Allen. He's going to be starting the season as one of the leaders to, for the Scunthorpe team. And what a way to start by winning the first meeting of the season on your home track. Um, I don't think he'll have it all his own way because, you know, like Danny King, Harris, even people like Richard Lawson, Howarth, Oi, Ostergaard, Oh, even Arneo. You know, they're all class actor on Scunthorpe on the day. So it's, it's going to be a good day's racing. Scunthorpe is a really exciting track. It's I'm sure all the riders will give it their all. But yeah, yeah Jake Allen's going to win. I was I'm glad you said the name at the end because I'm fairly sure you just named the whole lineup again and said, yeah, they could all probably win. So Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, was like, I was listening to Jake Allen's going to win, but no, this but guy, this guy could win. That guy could win. Actually, no, any of them could win. I don't know who's going to win. Them, I, I, I've no idea anymore. I'm going to win. That's what I, I said. Why not, mate? Am so I? Right? You've gone Jake Allen. I have gone Jake Allen. Um, uh, for me, it is it is a competitive lineup. It's the first meeting of the season, so you, you're not quite sure what equipment people are going to be using, what they're testing, etc., etc. Weather conditions obviously might play a part as well. I'm actually. I'm going to go with Danny King. Danny King always seems to start a season strongly. I think he won the Ben the Ben Fund the other year, which was the only meeting which took place. And I, I see big season for Danny King this season. So I'm I'm going to go with Danny King. I'm going to move away from the, the Scunthorpe connections and go for him. Boring. <laughs> um, I'm going to I'm probably going to be even more boring. Um, oh. And I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick Chris Harris. Um, that is boring. It is. That is a boring pick. You've picked the top I, two guys. It's. It's Chris Harris. I, I, when it when it comes to when it comes to a meeting of of, of sort of where riders are of, of that standard, where they're all of a similar standard, I just I think he, he's just a bit of a cut above. So even even now, so I'm yeah, I'm gonna back Chris Harris. I think I think he'll have. Um, I think he'll have enough in the tank to win the whole meeting. I just want to go on record and say Danny King and Chris Harris aren't boring. Nathan and Rob are boring. Yeah. <laughs> just, just in case anyone was just in case anyone gets mad. No, I, I like I like these guys. And yeah, yeah, and, yeah just to confirm then. So Josh Orsi, Orsi's testimonial taking place at Scunthorpe, the Eddie Wright Raceway on Saturday, the nineteenth of March. Tapes up at five o'clock. 
Um, I would give you the prices, but I've not got them to hand yet. But um, I would encourage people to go down, offer their support to somebody who has been a terrific servant for British Speedway. Um, very exciting rider. I had the pleasure of watching him at Kings Lynn um, a few seasons ago. And he's a very good rider and um, he deserves his time in the spotlight. And whoever wins is irrelevant, really. Let's just hope that we have a fantastic meeting down there. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So moving on, and then the following day, down at my beloved Kings Lynn, we've got uh, Louis Kerr will be celebrating his testimonial as well. Um, it, it almost it, it almost doesn't feel like ten years for me with Louis. Um, he's someone um, of I know on a personal level as well, um, and he's somebody that will be on the show tomorrow. Um, and he's he described it as living the dream his testimonial for his hometown club and i think it, if you'd said to him many years ago that he would ride for his hometown club he would have snapped your hand off um and i, I for one i'm delighted to 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 be going to his testimonial and there's there's some exciting another exciting lineup an exciting form formation of the meeting itself with a four-team tournament um what do you make of the lineup guys i quite uh yeah i quite i, I like the lineup it's quite um, it's quite strong. There's, there's plenty of decent riders in there. Um, it, it, it'd be difficult to pick a team to win. Um, I think they're all pretty, pretty level. Uh, I'm not sure the, uh, I'm not sure a 14 tournament's a good, good route to go down when it comes to your uh, competition, Nate. Otherwise, if, if someone, whoever goes first, is going to pick the, the team that most of it, all three of us might like. So, um, but yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a decent lineup. Obviously, I'm not sure if Peter Kilgore's going to be there for the Kings Lynn for. Um, but I'll, I'll just run through the teams anyway. So you've got the the GB champions team is Chris Harris, Danny King, Adam Ellis, Charles Wright, and Drew Camp. Um, the All Stars team is Niels Christian Everson, Norik Blodorn, Nikolai Clint, Steve Worrell, Connor Mountain. The Kangaroos team is Nick Morris, Ryan Douglas, Sam Masters, Carl Howarth, and James Sargent. And Kings Lynn at the listed is Richard Lawson, Peter Kilderman, Thomas Jorgensen. Richie Warren and Jack Thomas, but I don't think Kilderman's going to be there. So, um, no, anyone's I mean, guessing that for a placement might be, I'd probably guess at Josh Pickering. But I would, I would go along with Josh Pickering as well. He's in the country now. Um, be good track time for him as well. Um, so yeah, waiting to see. I know, I know Louis was meant to join us on the show this evening, but um, he's got a committee meeting for his testimonial tonight. And I mean, the boy wants to get his priorities right. It's either the random boards or his own testimonial committee meeting. And I think he's got it wrong tonight, but um, we, Agreed. Look, uh, we, we look forward to interviewing him tomorrow. I also know he's got um, some very interesting um, in his meeting itself. He's got some great sponsorship ideas. Uh, I myself have paid for my son to be a mascot for the day for one of the riders. Um, that's just one of the, the, the fantastic routes that he's gone down. He's also, um, people can can um, bid to become a team manager of the sides as well. And there's other sponsorship things and, and, and stuff for people to get involved in. And I think it's just a great concept to get everybody involved in the meeting. Yeah. And, and, the, and the boy gets to walk out with Thomas Jorgensen, so what more could you want? <laughs> uh, I, I like it. It's, it's always good to get the fans involved. Yeah, sometimes I think they are overlooked in some retrospect, but you know, the more involvement you get, the more they'll enjoy it. And Kerr's not had the greatest of times with the really bad injury at Peterborough a few years ago, 
he's all that he's up to as well. And you know, again, like oh, yeah, I hope that he has a good day. I hope it all works out. And at the end of the day, everyone enjoys the the uh, event because that's really what it all comes down to. Yeah, it's, um, sorry, wrong, uh, Rob. Uh, so yeah, no, I was just gonna, I was just gonna um, mirror what 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 Kane was saying. Really, it's yeah, it's good to see you know riders, especially hometown riders, getting testimonials with the with the hometown clubs. It's it's, it's really good, and um, I think it, it it's a good idea with the, with the sponsorship ideas and the the um, having mascots for the riders and, and people being able to be to be team managers. And if you know if if it's a uh, if people go down there for their first first sort of stint of speedway, I think it it, it definitely hopefully that'll bring people back as well with those with those different ideas. And it's just it just be a fun meeting no matter who which team wins. So yeah, no, I, I really hope it'd be good. So Kane, if I had to push you for a winner, Kingsley, based on those teams, if we base Kingsley. those teams, Kingsley, it's Kingsley, I love it. It's Kingsley. Simple. Well, I'm going Kingsley as well, so. It's all on you now, Rob. Um, well, I'll go. I'm going to back up my. I'm going to back up who I just backed up a few minutes ago. When Chris Harris, I'm going to go with GB champions. I think it's what champions. I'll go for. I like the. Uh, I think Harris, King, Ellis, and Wright, and Drew Kemp as their reserve as well. I think um, they might have the best reserve of the uh, four teams as well. So, yeah, I'm going to go with the GP champions. I think. Lovely, and 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 just to confirm with that meeting as well, that is on Sunday. Of this week, um, down at the Adrian Flux Arena, 4 p.m. tapes up. So, if you're in the area or popping down for me, and I'm sure there's there's plenty of uh, Louis made appearances for many Premier League teams, and I'm sure fans from across the country will will want to come down and wish him well. So, if you are available, come on down. Sure to be a great meet, and racetrack will be absolute. I can tell you now, the racetrack will be perfect. I saw them practicing on it the other day. Not personally, actually. I said I've seen videos of them, um, and the track looked in great shape. So the weather's due to be nice this week. So I'm really hoping that he gets a good meeting on on Sunday. And if and you see Nathan, tell him you've watched the Round the Board Speed of Podcast, and he'll buy you a pint. Yeah. So flock in the <laughs> thousands and ruin his bank account. If you, know, if you know me, come and see me. Um, I know we've we've always said we don't like to look at the figures. Um, I'm a bit sad, and I can't help but look at the listening figures, and and we've we've seen a big. A big boost uh, this week in some of our shows. So if you're listening tonight and you haven't listened to any of our other pods, please go back and have a listen. If you know me, Kane and Rob, and you see us about this year, come and have a chat with us. We'd love for you all to buy us a beer. Um, I <laughs> think that would, be the nice, that would be the nicest thing to do. Um, but please do introduce yourself. They always say that Speedway fans are the nicest people in the world. So let's let's get together and enjoy what we've got. I just want to put in here, I am sitting on my phone because I am a millennial. Um, Peter Shork has been added to the Oxford Speedway management team. Has he? Yeah. Breaking news. Breaking right. news live, but not really. We love a bit of breaking news on the show. It was two hours ago, so that's pretty that's breaking. Maybe not us. breaking anymore. That's quite. That's quite breaking for you, Kane. So. Yeah. Broken news. I'm surprised you've got a phone, but uh, it doesn't have any 4G. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I think it's probably a good idea. Um, obviously, I, that's uh, Jason Crump's first first management job, I, um, so it, it makes sense to have a uh, an experienced head alongside him. I, I, yeah, it makes perfect sense. I think as much mm, as I yeah. probably don't necessarily want Oxford to win very often, but yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, <laughs> move, moving on then to the final meeting of the week, 
Um, we're not going to really have many Oxus fans. Sorry? We're not going to have many Oxus fans. <laughs> there might be quite a few that turn their back on, back on us soon, but yeah. we'll blame Wouldn't Bob I? for that one. Yeah, I can, I'll take the blame for that one, I think. I'll take the blame for the Newcastle fans. Dane, it's up to you. I'll sign it out. Final meeting of the week. Um, uh, one you're going to, Robin, is the Peter Craven Memorial at uh, Bellevue. Uh, Dan Bewley back to defend his title. Um, the six-man final is coming back as well, I believe. And all I can say is, wow, what a lineup we've got here. We've got ex-British champions here, we've got world champions here, we've got all sorts. I, I, I'm, I'm almost jealous of you, Rob, to go and watch such a meeting with such high-class names in it. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. Um, it's not, obviously, there's, there's plenty of former winner names in there as well, which I can, which which would be good. Um, yeah, the, the, the I've, I'll go through the um, full lineup for everybody. It's, uh, so Dan Bewley, Max Frick, Brady Kurtz, Adam Ellis, Nikolai Klimt, Tobias Mujilak, Charles Wright, Chris Harris, Norrit Blodorn, Jason Doyle, Matty Zagar, Niels Christian Everson, Tom Brennan, Robert Lambert, Ty Woofenden. And at the moment, there is still a rider to be confirmed at the end. I haven't seen anything on who that might be. But I think in, in, in the same way that we could try and predict, we could spend all night trying to predict who Bellevue's last signing is, I think we could spend all night trying to predict who that last rider is going to be in the Peter Craven. But just those first 15 names is enough to sort of get your mouth watering. Um, you know, just imagine a six ride, a six rider final with Woofenden, Lambert, Doyle, Zagar, Frick, Bewley. Just in that, you know, just off the top of my head, like what a what a six man final that'd be. If it is those six, of course. I mean, you could you could almost you could pick almost any of them to to make the final. Um, obviously, it's going to be a baptism of fire for someone like Norwich Blowdown. And, and great, and I mean, I'm picking Blowdorn out, and obviously, I'm going to pick Tom Brennan as well as somebody who's going to gain valuable experience from riding in a field like this. But I almost feel like you're looking at the other, the other thirteen, and thinking to yourself, who's going to make a six-man final out of that? It's it's an absolutely incredible lineup, and um, I'm looking forward to to hearing your reports about it next week, Rob. To be honest, yeah, I I can't wait to go. Um... Yeah, the, the looking at the names, it, it, obviously we're only a we're only a week away from it now. It's, it's starting to get a bit. The, the thought of a six-man final with some of those riders in it is is enough to make you giddy, to be honest. Um, and I'm a big, I'm also a big Tobias Mujilak fan from his time at Swindon, so it'd be crack. It'd be really good to see him. Everyone see him loves Toby. Everyone loves Toby. Great to have him back in British Speedway again. I know he's. I've seen him at Lynn before, and he was he was absolutely fantastic. So I'm hoping he's absolutely appalling when it comes to Lynn this year but <laughs> it's, it's, it is great to have riders of that calibre back in the UK again and, and it's great to see um, Ty Woffenden and Robert Lambert back on these shores as well I would have said the same and, and Matty Zagar as well and I would have said the same about Niels if he wasn't coming back to Kings Lynn but come on then Kane I'm going to push you for a winner out of that lot good luck all, all the people that know me might be a bit surprised here because I don't seem to pick this guy much but it's Jason Doyle because he's won it three times now. Yep, I believe that's yeah, yeah three times. I, I, I'm, I'm going to say he's going to break the record. And you know he's always. He, he got, I think he's one of the best riders that can ride the NSS. And it, yeah, the the field, it's a tough one to pick out. But I just think he's been there. He, he always seems to get the best out of him there, and yeah, I have to 
bite my tongue and say I'll win it. I, yeah, that's, on, that, that's quite annoying because I wanted to pick him. And I don't think I pick I, him now. With, with, I with 15 him. different guys to pick, I can't just pick the same rider as you did. So. You could. Um, yeah, you're, you're right. Not, you're... It was a tactical pick. If you pick him and I pick him, you can't go ahead of me in the, in the league that we've got. I, you can't lose in another competition. You're already doing bad enough in the, the which club do the guests like. Yeah. Bad enough in that. <laughs> I mean, a defensive um, strategy. I mean, you've got, I think Kane's on zero at the moment, isn't he? He is, yeah. I, I Swindon, Swindon are 3-1 three, three, nil up at the moment. So, And and we've got Louis, obviously, on the show tomorrow. So we don't have to mention this, guys. We don't yeah, have to I, mention it. I think we could be nailed well on again. for Kings Lynn tomorrow. Yeah, I would guess so. Um, I might forget to ask him the questions. Workington are in the mud again, I think. So, yeah. um, I'm... Who do, I, who do I pick? You've got Ellis is... He's a British champion. He won the British title there. Um, Beauty, Frick. I don't know who to pick it. It's Buffington, Lambert. Oh. Um, I, yeah, I'm going to go Max Frick. I'll go Max Frick. Um, Thanks, on, Rob. Yeah. Sorry, mate. On the pure basis of him being a, a total track specialist at, at Bellevue, um, I, the amount of times you've, you've seen him pass people on the last bend where he goes out, it looks like he's in a different county on the on bend four, um, and he's still Still pips them on the line. I'm gonna, I'm, yeah, I'm gonna go max free. Right, okay. So that's my first and second choice gone. I don't know why I leave myself till last. I need to be a bit more selfish here. It's like you're I'm winning more names here. There's um, plenty. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna go for Dan Bewley. Purely because he's defending champion. He's not been off these shores long. It's like he's never been away. So I, I'm gonna go with Bewley again. Uh, but I, it's gonna be a tight meeting. If, I mean, you could ask me, I could probably pick the six in the final, but I very much doubt that I would have the six. The same, and I'm sure that goes for everybody. I just wish it to be a fantastic meeting because the lineup itself is absolute, it's, it's a phenomenal lineup. Um, and I can't wait for the season to start and to see to see the reports from the. I'll be keeping a close eye on this meeting next week, put it, this, put it that way. Yeah, I, I'm. Yeah, I wouldn't like to predict a, uh, a top six. Um, whoever's in that final, it's going to be a ridiculous final. But um, I, yeah, I wouldn't like to. I think you could you could make a case for the three we've picked to be winners, and then the three after that is is honestly anybody's guess. Um, your Brady Kurtz is a Bellevue rider. He's had a season there. Adam Ellis has won the British title there. Nikolai Clint is fast anywhere really in Britain. Mujlak's um, ridden there plenty of times. Charles Wright's won a British title there. Um, Chris Harris is Chris Harris. You can never write him off. It's possible that he, he could make it. Um, I'd, I'd be surprised if Blodor makes it, but again, it's he could, he could do. He could blow. He, he, he could blow everyone's expectations out of the water. Matty Zagar is quality. Niels Christian Evenson quality. It's yeah. I, I wouldn't like to try and predict who who the top six will be, but um, yeah, you've still got Lambert, Buffington, oh, it's, and it's, it's, I'm excited. I, I'm rather excited just thinking about it. The fact that I'll be able to watch it is, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, well, that probably wraps up um, what we've got for the show tonight. Um, the latest news has been there. We've, we've previewed these free shows for ne- or free uh, meetings for this week. We look ahead to next week. Um, 
obviously recording will be slightly different because Rob, Rob's going off to his actual speedway meeting rather than talk to us on the podcast next How week. How dare so, he? How dare he? <laughs> Sorry about that. How dare he take some live speedway action in? Um, but we'll be, we'll, we'll be on air at some point again next week. We've got another massive um, fixtures to look forward to next week. Um, there's a lot of uh, cup fixtures, league fixtures, which uh, will begin next week. And I know one of our ideas is um, during the season, um, we will pick a meeting of the week between us. Um, well, we'll go into some depth about that meeting. And this is where this competition that us three are going to be going on with, we'll try and predict the score of the meetings themselves. Um, it's difficult to, to say the meeting that it'll be. It could be a personal choice, but it could also be uh, something that's quite a big meeting that week. So we're looking forward to that concept. Obviously, tomorrow night, um, unfortunately, Rob can't be with us tomorrow night for our interview with Louis Kerr. Um, a clash of dates this week has made it quite impossible for all four of us to be together. So, um, me and Kane will be taking the interview with Louis tomorrow as we'll go into further depth about his, his testimonial on Sunday. Obviously, Kane will be taking over the, from Rob and firing the uh, the quickfire 10 at Louis, at which point I expect Kingsland to be one point closer to Rob and I'll have great joy in texting him tomorrow with that. If, um, if he picks Swindon, I... I... I think I would have an absolute meltdown on the I, pod. I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't blame you, actually, if he picks Swindon. Having a testimonial, if he picks Workington, I'll be even more shocked. And um, and I'll, and I've, I've I've messaged Alex Brady this season as well, and I'll message him again and be asking for his immediate sacking from the side if he chooses anyone <laughs> but Kingsland. So, <laughs> Big um, if there's anything anything you guys want to add, no, not really. No, no, I think we've touched on all the bases here. I've enjoyed this one. So, we look forward to seeing you again next week. Um, We hope you enjoyed the show again this week. If you haven't listened to any of our podcasts, they are all available still on Anchor and Spotify. Please take a listen. Um, As we've said in the past, we don't edit out of any of our shows. They're there to listen. You might not agree with what we say. I, I don't think we agree with half of what we say most of the time, but... I'm already doubting picking Doyle. Yeah, <laughs> we just, we just we just hope you enjoy the show, and you hope we enjoy, you continue to enjoy the show and listen to our comments. And as always, feel free to get in contact with any of us, whether it be on our social media platforms on Twitter or Facebook. Send us a message. Send us some questions that you might want to talk about us on the show. Send us some emails that we can read out on the show. We want to get the fans more and more involved. But as for tonight, thank you for listening in once again, and we look forward to see listening all. Talking to you again next week. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.